0: So one of the most interesting things that I've done over the last few weeks was using the Hive blockchain for the first time. Now, being the nifty guy, the very first thing I had to do was go and buy an NFT, However, there is so much more that is going on over there. And the interesting thing is, many of the problems that are on social media with these various platforms have already been solved on Hive. So many of us content creators are constantly trying to think of new ways to solve the problems that we have. However, it already has been done. So we're gonna dive into that today and just take a broad overlook of what's going on on the Hive blockchain. So before I dive into Hive, one of the things that I want to say really quick is obviously when we are on these various social media platforms, there is possibility of being censored and so forth. That is one of the beautiful things of having a podcast. There's no algorithms or anything of that nature. However, it is very difficult to be discovered. So because of that, not only do I rely on people subscribing and sharing this podcast to other people, but I also have my very own newsletter. So in case you're not subscribed to that, niftybusinessweek.com, please feel free to sign up for that, have different highlights of the content that I am putting out highlights within the broader Web3 scape, how it fits into business and everything that is going there that you might not see otherwise, because, of course, we're all subject to these algorithms and these various platforms. So niftybusinessweek.com, absolutely free. But let's get to this about Hive right now. So last month, I went to the CribDAO event, and of course, that was where I was really introduced to Hive. I knew that the guys were on there, and they were using it for various things, but the only interaction or knowledge, I should say, that I've had about Hive was the Splinterlands card game. Now, Splinterlands is one of the most popular games on the blockchain, and in particular, card games within this whole Web3 ecosystem, and it happens to be on Hive. A lot of people, including myself, associated with being on the WAX blockchain, but no, it is running on Hive. By far, one of the most popular, most used games, most transactions, most users, you name it. This game really onboarded a lot of people to Web3 around the world. However, I have never played it, and of course, it wasn't until I was speaking with the guys over at CaribDow, seeing the Splinterlands banners and so forth at the workshop that we had, that I really became interested. And as a content creator, you would think a blockchain that was specifically designed for putting out content and sharing it with decentralization, not being censored and so forth would have probably been the first place for me to go. But guess what? It wasn't. And as with many people, there's different on ramps and point of intersections to people that had sold them on the blockchain. And you know, if you've been listening to this podcast, that for me, it was collecting NFTs on the WAX blockchain. That was my point of entry. Then I spilled over, went into crypto, DeFi and all these other things. But when it came to decentralization, centralized content creation. I think it's very ironic because a lot of people even within the Web3 circles, constantly speak about how hard it is to create on these various platforms, how we have to change what we're saying, and you're constantly seeing this right now. A lot of people that made their name as NFT or crypto influencers have rebranded their profiles. They have switched their profile picture, their names, and so forth, and now they're speaking about being content creators or whatever it is that's going to massage the algorithms in the right way to get their content before more people. Because even on the X platform, a lot of people are now trying to create create to get into that ad revenue share. And it's very similar to what's happening over on YouTube or wherever it is, that the more views you have, subscribers and so forth, then you're going to get the ad revenue and it's going to be shared out. So vast majority of people that I know and met within Web3 that were constantly speaking about, NFTs and projects and so forth, have shifted. Why is that? It's not because their interest or the things that they actually like have shifted. It's because they know that now, in order to be seen by the most people, the way to do it is to just play the game. Now, the interesting thing with this Hive blockchain, there's many options for creating. And of course, we know within Web3, things are decentralized. There's no CEO. There's no headquarters, if you will. There's no central algorithm, I guess you would say, to then present the right content that's telling the story right according to the narratives of the CEO or organization that's running or whatever it might be. The cool thing is being on the blockchain, they allow dApps to then go out and build decentralized applications, if you will. So various websites that can then connect to the information that is on the blockchain. So for example, how I entered into this space, it was through a blog called Peaked. And Peaked, just like any other blogging platform, allows you to write your articles, post your images and so forth, and allow people to then read it. It's picked up by the search engines and uh, just a typical blogging experience. That's something that we've been doing for the last, I don't know, 20 years. If you're not familiar with blogging, wow, it's very interesting that you found this podcast because at the end of the day, blogging is really old technology at this point. So I'm not going to go into explaining how all that works, but these articles, very typical. It looks like your average blog, WordPress or any other one, blogger from back in the day and so forth. And this peaked blog is also associated with any other aggregator or dApp that will pull the information from the blockchain. So you'll see it on multiple blogging websites and so forth that are pulling the information from Hive. Why? All of this information is put up there just like, I guess you would say the code, if you will, the raw data, just like an RSS feed would be for blogs back in the day that would push it out to all the blackberries really dating myself here but this is basically what's happening with the hive blockchain and the information that we creators are putting up there so the various tags that we do put on it will then associate with various communities, various platforms, such as a video platform. And when I say tags, I mean those hashtags that you'd use, let's say, on X or Twitter, as it was formerly known, or even on YouTube, even though it's really not very well used on YouTube, but various sites and message board and groups, they use hashtags to easily sort out information probably at this point it's probably most used on instagram with various tags however it's all over the internet at this point and this is how they aggregate this information that is then spread across the blockchain and filtered out to the communities and so forth that are using hive so for example let's just say that you're all into video well there is a platform called three speak that when you put up your information you just use the tags associated with that particular video. So you go to the three speak website and it looks like a decentralized YouTube, if you will. And all of the videos associated with your account are then popping up there. And I thought it was just very interesting how that sorted out. The same information would also be over on peak in the form of a blog article. However, since three speak is specifically associated to video content it is filtering through those tags. So, it's very interesting that I like to say that let's say 3Speak or Peaked goes out of business, the company that is running that particular interface crashes and they are no longer in existence. Well, the content is still there because the backbone is the Hive blockchain. So as long as this content and information is on Hive and Hive is still running, even of all these front end facing interfaces that the public will use to interact with it, go out of business, it is still there. And I think that is just a very cool way of thinking of it. So for whatever reason, if whoever starts one of these blogs, platform interfaces, if you will, the front end, then gets into some sort of dispute with you, well, guess what, they can't technically filter you out or block you from the platform because it's on the blockchain. People can find the information on whatever entry point that they want. And the reason why I find this very interesting is a lot of decentralized social networks, if you will, are constantly being spoken about. People are talking about building this and what would be nice if they had this and so forth. But much to my surprise, it's already there. It's running and it's working. And the cool thing about this particular blockchain is it reminds me a lot like Wax in the sense that Instant transactions are very fast. There's no gas. Even if you buy the Hive token on, let's say, your favorite crypto exchange, centralized exchange or whatever it might be, to export that or to transfer that off of the centralized exchange into your Hive wallet costs fractions of a penny. It's absolutely mind blowing how this stuff works. Instead of long strings of numbers and letters to create these crypto wallets, it's a simple username. So in the case of Hive, I happen to be at Tropic Vibes. And that is the same exact information that would be sent back and forth. So the content that I am putting up that's related to it, it's there, it's, it's just really cool. So I opened up by saying, of course, the first thing I did once I got onto Hive was guess what? It was buying an NFT. And just like any other blockchain, a lot of these NFT projects pay homage to the Crypto Punks. And of course, on Hive, it's no different. They have the Hive Punks. Yes, I said Splinterlands has been around. They've been doing their things. One of the most popular, valuable NFT collections. It is a game. They have really been groundbreaking. Onboarded a lot of people, but I thought it would just been cool, just a great way to get involved and to pick up one of these, of course, a PFP, if you will, on Hive. And that was the first thing I did. I ended up getting this thing for very cheap, actually. At this point, Hive isn't through the roof, so 80 hive equivalent of less than $30, I was able to pick up this thing. And the reason why I picked it up is number one, it has a beard like myself. But also it had these 3D glasses or goggles, if you will, that kind of looked like my goggles. I liked how the guy looked. I vibed with him or whatever. So I was like, you know what? Cool, Tropic Vibes, here we go. This is what I'm gonna run with. So I absolutely liked that first thing I came in. Of course, now when I blog, everything that's going up, my little username has a little profile next to it and so forth with this picture. I thought that was just really cool. So getting deeper and involved into this, of course, there's a lot going on there. It is much bigger than just your typical NFT platform. You can do so much on there that a lot of people don't even really understand and appreciate what great things are happening on the Hive blockchain. So as a content creator, struggling to monetize, fearful about censorship from whatever platform it is, maybe you're speaking about some topic that's sort of not in the popular mainstream. Well check out Hive and one of the many on-ramps that they do have. I think it's just very cool. Some great things are happening there. I think the issue that is having right there, it is not the most straightforward streamlined thing. And again, of course that's one of the issues with decentralization, not having a headquarters and a CEO to just really uh, get the marketing, everything, the onboarding process concise and crisp and just getting all the Tutorial streamlined, well, that's just one of the prices that we pay for decentralization. But at the end of the day, I think as a content creator, this is very cool. And of course, I would be remiss if I did not mention the fact that when people are upvoting and liking and interacting with your content on Hive, you're actually earning Hive on the platform. So there's actually a direct monetary value that you can see with these upvotes, as they're called, as the more people find the content that you're creating valuable, that the more that you actually earn. You don't have to wait until you meet some sort of threshold of 1,000 subscribers on YouTube and however many watch hours or 5 million views on X. And you don't have to be approved in order to earn from your content. Right off the bat, right off the bat, as soon as you create your account, start creating some content and posting it, if people find it valuable, you're able to earn right then and there. So it's pretty cool. I think it's just very interesting. All I did was I put up this introductory post just really talking about my onboarding process and how I ended up on Hive, a little bit about myself. And at this point, it only has seven likes, but it has earned me a few cents. And again, nothing to retire off of by a Lamborghini, but it's way more than I've ever earned on a platform for a few likes and a few views. So it's just very interesting for that sake alone. But most importantly, I think it's just really cool the fact that it's decentralized, but you know- A lot of people will probably say you left out the most important part, but to me, the earning is not the most important part. I think the decentralization is, but hey, to each their own, there's a lot here for anyone, so you can check that out for yourself. You can rank what you find to be the most important and valuable part of it. I would love to know what your thoughts are on it. So if you're not familiar with Hive, I highly recommend just hop onto YouTube or another podcast, check out Hive.blog, read up on it. And of course, as I said, the on-ramp that I used to get in was through the Peak blog. I have my blog up. I will put that up there in the show notes just for fun so you can check it out, get a feel of it. But remember, although I used Peak, even if Peak goes out of business, that information will live on and can still be viewed and picked up elsewhere. Why? Because it is on the blockchain. The one and last thing that I will say, though, the images and videos and things that are associated with, say, a platform like Threespeak, that's not directly on-chain. As far as I know, the technicals, just like many of these NFTs, they're linked to IPFS and pulling the correct data from where it needs to be, but it is decentralized. So I think that is absolutely awesome. Very revolutionary. Rather than content creators trying to reinvent the wheel just check out Hive. With that said, if you find this very interesting, I want to absolutely thank you for taking time to listen to this as we're learning and building Web3 together. So until next time, later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.